Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, a certified lymphedema therapist and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease, lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each month, I will discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. Between shows, you can catch me on IGTV or Instagram TV, as well as monthly live Q&A sessions. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast just for you. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Disclaimer, as a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 67 of Lymphedema Podcast. I'm so excited to introduce to you all my guest for today. Laura Odin is the founder and CEO of Pandir Shoes. And I must say, many of you who I've met out in public have taken your feet and thrown them up onto the booth table I've been at and said, hey, do you know about these shoes? You really need to learn more about these shoes. So it was really just a good coincidence when Ayla had contacted me about Pandir Shoes and we wanted to get Laura on the podcast so we could learn more. Um, Laura, welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. Thank you, Betty. I'm excited to be here. You're welcome. Thank you. And I'm really not making up that on more than one event, I have been working a booth or a table and someone has walked up to me and plopped their foot up onto the table and said, hey, do you know about this shoe? This is the best shoe ever. Um, so you guys have some really good um, like walking promotions out there, I should say. That's a great story. I have not heard anything like that. So I'm really excited that folks are spreading the word uh, in that fashion. That's perfect. Couldn't ask for more. <laughs> I know, right? So can you tell us, well, I want to know your story, but we can get to that. Um, I want to know how you guys came up with Pandir Shoes. And I know that your story probably ties into the creation of this business. Um, so how did you guys, how did you get started into the shoe business? Well, we really did not know anything at all about shoes. <laughs> uh, I don't think we entered the shoe business the, the normal way. Uh, what we saw was a problem that really needed to be solved. And I, I knew that this problem existed because I had 40 years of struggle with not being able to uh, find shoes that fit well. Um, and, you know, once we started exploring, you know, when we first started with this idea, we thought, surely somebody else is doing this. Somebody's already trying to address this problem. Um, and the more we looked, there just wasn't really anybody uh, addressing it in the way that we thought it should be addressed. So, um, you know, we kind of got together when we first started, we pitched at a startup, kind of a competition. We just pitched ideas and then we worked on, on the weekend and that's how I met my co-founders and we won the competition. So at the end of the competition, we said, 
we'll work on this for six months, you know, until we find the other company that's already doing this. And then we can, we, we can wash our hands of it and be done. And <laughs> after six months, it was very clear to us that no one else was doing this. So we kept going. And uh, we really had to learn from the ground up uh, shoes and how they're made and where they're made. And we had to really reinvent a, a concept of shoes. Lymphedema Podcast is supported by Bryland's Feet Foundation, Juzo, and Medi USA. Learn more about each sponsor on our website, lymphedemapodcast.com, and listen to their episodes while you're there. And I know that you're located in Alaska. Is Pandir based in Alaska? Yeah, we're here. Uh, the three co-founders are here in Alaska, and our shoes are made in Portugal right now. And our warehouse is located in St. Louis, Missouri. So we're kind of in a lot of places, uh, but you know, we're all located here. We all live here, and didn't want to, didn't feel like we had to leave in order to accomplish this mission. That's good. I like that. And it's worth noting that your co-founders are also women. So Pandir Shoes is fully woman run, correct? Yes. We are very proud of that. We love being a women owned business. I think that really speaks volumes also to the lymphedema world because primary lymphedema is most common in females um, and, and often secondary lymphedema most commonly is attributed to breast cancer related treatment, which is generally females. So um, as a therapist myself, I mean, I know that a lot of men have lymphedema and I see plenty of um, males, you know, through social media and also in person in the clinic, Um, but it is predominantly women. So I love that it's a woman run business where a lot of your clientele are women as well. Yes. One male, um, I'm just remembering off the top of my head here, um, you guys probably got some pretty good promotion recently with Cam Ayala on his shoe cam on the Wendy Williams show. How about that? Oh, my God. That was so much fun. We got we he let us know the day before he was going to do it. And he said that they were going to do shoe cam. And I didn't necessarily know exactly what they were talking about. But, yeah, that was really fun. Really fun to to feel like we're getting a national exposure. That is really good. Hopefully there'll be more conversations with him and Wendy and even others um, within that kind of daytime TV talk show world. And then he'll get to wear some more pandier shoes out there. So (laughs) exciting. Well, he does wear them a lot. He uh, says that he wears them, you know, he goes to lots of clinics to work on to promote his product, the Lymphopress. And so he's a, you know, he's a Pandir fan. It's all legit. He is such a great guy. What a, what a true heart. I am so impressed with him and his, um, I think he's really making an important statement and impact on our community. Yeah, I would agree. So tell me a little bit about your story. Um, I mean, you're making a great impact on the community as well. How did you get started in this um, as a patient yourself? Well, when I was 16, I was diagnosed with melanoma. And I had, that was in 1979. So surgery then, treatment for melanoma then was very different than it is now. 
Uh, I think, you know, if I had had that fate happen at this day and age, I probably wouldn't have had the radical surgery that I had. But um, I did have some pretty extreme sur surgery and they removed all my lymph nodes in my right leg and my in, in my upper right leg. So I then basically developed a lymphedema after that, um, which kind of came to a real crisis when my daughter was born. Um, I had a C, I had an emergency C-section and immediately following that emergency C-section, I, the, my lymphedema up until that point had been, uh, poorly managed, but somewhat manageable. It really would sort of stayed below my knee. It was quite miserable. I really didn't have good care. I didn't have doctors that understood. I was prescribed things like, um, water pills and I, I wore some compression, uh, but it didn't really meet the need very well. I was given um, some of the old style pumps that they have found, they found out later were contraindicated and were not good for lymphedema. So I sort of had a very poor treatment, but I was also a little bit lucky because it really could have been so much worse. Uh, but then I had a C-section and they, you know, cut horizontally and probably cut off a bunch of pathways. And my leg really did blow up like a blowfish. And it took really years, decades, actually, to get it back under control. Mm -hmm. um, so I did have some early treatment. You know, we're in Alaska. We don't necessarily have access to the greatest and the latest. Um, but I did have some early treatment with bandaging and compression, and manual lymph drainage. And that was in 19... 1998. And um, I then spent about another uh, 15 years or so trying to do different things. I did all kinds of stuff. And I would put on two stockings on one leg. I would try bandages over stockings. I would, I mean, I just did everything. Um, and eventually, and nothing really worked. Eventually, I learned of um, the lymphatic, the uh, lymph node transfer. And I did have a lymph node transfer in 2014. I, but I think the biggest thing that turned the boat around for me was, was two things. In order to get that surgery, I had to bandage for a year. <laughs> I had to bandage for a couple of months, two or three months before the surgery. And then I had to bandage for, you know, nine months afterwards. Yeah. And, um, it was pretty profound to be doing that level of bandaging. And when I came out on the other side, not only did I have a great, great leg for the first time in decades, uh, but I also changed the type of compression stocking I was wearing. So I'd never done anything other than off the shelf, you know, 40 to 50 before. And when I, when I finally got on the other side, I got the compression, the, the Elverex custom compression. And so now on a day-to-day -day basis, I wear the 49 over 70 or whatever it is. And, you know, that really works for me. That holds, that holds everything together. And it really, it doesn't prevent swelling entirely, but I feel good. And uh, so anyway... That's kind of how I finally got on the other side. 
I do think that the lymph node transfer probably made a difference. It's hard to tell because you, you, there's not a great way to, you have to, go, you have to kind of, probably I, I would have to go in and check in 10 years to see how the function of the transferred nodes are. But I can say, I'm pretty sure that that bandaging and also the higher compression stocking really turned my, really turned my life around. That's really good to hear you say. I mean, as a CLT, we often really promote compression and bandaging, um, bandaging first in that intense phase where you're trying to get the volume down, followed by that compression garment. And it's just really so annoying to the people who need the who need the compression and the bandaging to have to change their lifestyle. It's really just an annoyance and an inconvenience. But when it comes down to, I just had surgery to correct this. This is what I have to do to make that surgery work. Yeah, it's almost like, obviously the surgery helped you, but the bandaging also really seemed to help you for that prolonged amount of time. So I think that's a really cool testimony that I think so. you were able to get that com combination and then end up with the Elvarex and that custom garment. Yeah, I think, um, you know, you know, when you when you start something new and big like lymphedema treatment or surgery or anything like that, you're 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 cautiously hopeful. We all know how demanding the treatment is. Um, you don't know really what the results are going to be. Nobody has that magic ball. Um, but I think, you know, had I known how differently I would feel on the other side, how much more mobility I would have by even, you know, just some modest changes that happened before, even before surgery. You know, I, I remember there was one time I, you know, I had already had treatment. I had already had bandaging for, after my C-section. And when I went back into treatment for the second time, I remember after, I don't know, a month or something like that, however long it was, I, I was in treatment and I looked down and I saw the bones in my foot. I cried. I hadn't seen the bones in my foot in 30 years. And I just, I know how hard it is to jump over that, you know, have that leap of faith to do lymphedema treatment. Um, but there are so many good ways of managing that treatment now. And I, I want, I do, I do want people to feel encouraged to try even when it feels so hard and intimidating. It's a good message because so many are out there wa just wanting to see their ankles, you know, just wanting to see the bony landmarks in their feet. And, and I, I was kind of smiling when you were saying that because I've had so, I've had so many patients say that, you know, right after therapy, right after removing their garment, They'll say, I've not seen my ankles. I have not seen my yeah. kneecap in years. Um, and as someone who doesn't have lymphedema, I obviously take that for granted that that I can see my ankles and I can see the tendons in my feet and things like that. But it is such a big victory. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of like five or 10 people right now that I, I know have said that to me in the clinic. And 
I'm, I'm glad that you had that experience. I'm glad that you were able to come out on the other side with a really positive out, output. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk a little about a little bit about shoes. Um, were you wearing Pandir shoes during that time you were bandaged or had you guys already launched? Because that was 2014. That wasn't shoe time yet, right? That's right. Um, in fact, the idea of Pandir came out of all this experience. I mean, you know, my shoe experience prior to like the second round of treatment, let's say, you know, what kind of brought me into treatment the second time is I realized that I was going to be in big trouble if I didn't get this under control. Um, I knew where it could lead and I was kind of getting scared. You know, I was in my fifties and I saw that I had, you know, 30 years ahead and I didn't, I, I was afraid. I was afraid that I might be debilitated in a way that um, would would be a real problem for me. Um, so that's kind of what pushed me into back into trying to get something better than what I had been doing, which was kind of this silly mix of multiple stockings at one time and trying bandages on top of stockings and things like that. Um, out of all this, you know, I, I, I probably was like anybody else, you go to the shoe store, you try on 50 pairs of shoes, and you feel really happy if there's one that fits, that you can get on. Yeah. Um, and that you can stomach the way it looks, you know. Um, and I, I think the other thing that happened is, you know, when one of the things we, we discovered early on is that the, one of the problems with the shoe industry is that they weren't addressing, um, you know, the shoe industry is based on essentially two measurements. It's based on length and width. And people who have lymphedema, they have a volume problem. Right. So this is is a three-dimensional issue and there's no measurement for it. We had to come up with this measurement. We had to come up with a way of determining and understanding what people's foot swelling looked like. And the solution that most people had is one of two things. They either buy a larger shoe so that their foot can fit in it, or they buy two sizes. And that's kind of the only choices you have. Yeah. Now, granted, there are wider shoes, and those are more um, more available now. A wide, extra wide, extra, extra wide. You can go up into 5E, 6E, 10E widths. There's lots of widths. But the larger the width you go... Uh, the less choice you have in shoes. And so you may find a shoe that your foot can fit in, but you know, you've got millions and millions of feet shapes and you've got a small handful of sizes, even if you're including sizes like 10E. So you're trying to fit a lot of different, a lot of different problems into a very narrow, small number of sizings. And so, uh, uh, this, these are some of the problems that we thought the shoe industry has ignored and why we tried to camp, come up with a different concept. So what but, solutions did you come up with? I mean, I have seen the shoe, but for someone who hasn't seen it, um, what are some features of the Pandir shoe that solves those problems? I would say the main feature that, or the main concept that we have deployed in our shoes is that the upper needs to be expandable. 
So people who have lymphedema, um, especially if they have it on one foot, um, they may be forced to buy, you know, one, one and a half, two sizes larger to fit on that larger foot. And you've now created a tripping hazard because even though you may have a larger foot with lymphedema, you probably don't really have a longer foot. Like yeah. when we do measurements on people's left and right feet, they're almost everybody has a half size difference. That's normal. Uh, but we don't find people mostly having, you know, one size or two sizes in length difference. That's not really characteristic of lymphedema. Yeah. So what we knew is that in order to solve this problem, we needed an upper that would expand and accommodate one foot because really this is my problem. And so I wanted to make shoes so that I could wear shoes. And uh, so the the key that we came up with is we we discuss, we did a lot of studying and asking questions and surveying, and um, we understood the problem to be very wide and unaddressed. Um, but what we found is that you know the problem areas that people people were having problems in exactly the same places. So they were having trouble; they couldn't get their heel in because their ankles were swollen. They couldn't get their foot in through the midfoot, through where your instep is, because the top of their foot had swelling. And then they had swelling around their toes, so their toes were cramped. So this is where we built in the expansion into our shoes. We made the heels expand outward. We made the instep exp expand vertically upward. And then we made the toe box in a very unique way. We actually have a patent pending on the, this part of the shoe so that um, the toe box is more flexible and you have more give in your toe area, which is an area that most people have a lot of difficulty. Pandir Shoes makes expandable footwear for people with swelling and other medical conditions. Their fit specialists actually know swelling and can provide a custom sized recommendation for your unique feet. Go to pandereshoes.com, that's pandere, P-A-N-D-E-R-E, shoes.com. They believe you deserve dignity, mobility, and shoes that look as good as they feel. That is, a, I mean, those are all really common things that I've seen in the clinic. Talk about the ankle not fitting, the the instep, and, and the either the toes themselves being swollen or having... Um, like that shelf um, right at the front of the foot where it really crowds or or doesn't fit even whenever you try to put your foot into the shoe. How many options and varieties? I know you talked about sizing um, with some other shoes, just like basic shoe sizes. What sizes can you purchase Pandir shoes in? Um, so our concept is we have wide and extra wide. And we're, you know, this is evolving. So if you ask me this question in two or three years, I'm sure it'll be different. But right now, our wide collection is predominantly women's shoes. And those go from a, the small of a size six up to, um, in some cases, a size 13. And those shoes are designed to expand up to an E width. Um, now, we have a whole online sizing pro process. I, can, I, I would like to mention it, but, but before I get into that, our extra wide collection is a little bit different. We we're, we made, um, our extra wide collection is predominantly a unisex collection. And the reason we did this 
is because um, we found when we were doing our exploration, we found that so many women were buying men's shoes. Uh, they were doing it because one, they couldn't get their feet into women's shoes and men's shoes had just more room and um, they were just really a lot of women were buying men's shoes. Some people had trouble because they couldn't buy men's shoes that were small enough. Because um, men's, men's shoes generally kind of started around a size seven, if you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, and a size seven for us is like a women's nine. So if you have a women's eight or a seven or a six, you're, you're not going to be able to find a men's shoe small enough for you. So that was one thing that we wanted to address. And then, you know, men's shoes. We, so we decided to make our, our unisex collection, our X wide, extra wide collection unisex, because uh, we knew we could use a men's bottom and we could use a men's last. That's the form that you build the shoe, you make the shoe around kind of old school Pinocchio. You have the wooden foot, you build the shoe around it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we wanted to use a men's last so we could get enough room in there. Uh, but we wanted to make a shoe that could be worn, you know, would look nice for women, would look nice for women and men. You know, we didn't want to have it be limited to just a masculine look. So I think we have a lot more room in the future to explore this. But that was the general idea. We wanted to make a man's size shoe that women could buy and that would, that would look nice on them. And men buy them, I'll, too. <laughs> You're going to kill yeah, two I'll birds with that. one stone. Um, and definitely the lymphedema community has responded because I know that many, many people buy the Pandir shoes and they, they love them. It's the only shoe that they will buy and, and potentially can buy. Um, what kind of feedback have you guys had from the community as far as people um, buying the shoes? You know, is, is it only available online? Is this available in other countries? Um, what's that feedback been like? Well, we're mostly online right now. I mean, last year, prior to COVID, we were sort of heading in a direction of trying to get into more retail places. But at this point, we've discovered that we're better at selling our sh own shoes than most people. We are in a few retail locations, and we probably will get into more. Um, but those retail locations are all struggling after COVID. So we'll see where that ends up going. If you're in Anchorage, you can come try on shoes at a local retailer. If you're in Buffalo, New York, there's a retailer. Um, and that's kind of it right now. So everything else is online. Um, so when you say retailer, I mean, are you talking like, I mean, Payless is out of business, so sure. not there. But is it like a place that already sells um, lymphedema or medical devices? Or is this just like a shoe store you're talking about as a retailer? Well, in Anchorage, it's just a regular retailer. It's a shoe store. It's a local shoe store that wanted to take up our products. So <clears throat> you go into the walking store, the Anchorage walking, the Alaska walking store. You can uh, see our products there. In Buffalo, it's actually a medical supply uh, company called Sheraton, Sheridan Surgical. And they sell other shoe products there and they've been great they you know it's nice to have them in these stores because somebody can fit you online fit fit you like with you know a real brannock device you can put your foot in they can size you or you can just try on shoes until you find something that fits online sizing is a whole different beast 
And shoes are part of the apparel category and they are an extremely high return item. You know, I'm sure mm. you've probably heard that e-commerce when it comes to apparel and clothing and footwear is the same. You know, the return rates on these items is just, it's astronomical. So we feel very grateful about our return rate being not too bad, but we really need to get it to be lower in order to be able to stay in business and do more, uh, do make more shoes. And so what we started doing um, about two or three months ago, and it has just become the most wonderful process for us. We were looking for a way to size people online. You know, as people come to us and they say, I'm a size eight, I'm a size nine. And, you know, from our perspective, we're like, well, you might be a size nine in the shoe that you're wearing because you, for you forgot about the 75 pairs of shoes that you tried on that you rejected because they didn't fit you. Yeah. And that happened over the last 10 years. Um, so, you know, we really want to be able to do a better sizing for people who we're not looking at. We can't stick their foot in a size device. So we started taking foot measurements. And now we have it all set up. It's really easy. You go online, you fill in your foot measurements, you give some other detail about your swelling, what kind of conditions you're dealing with. You just put it into the form. And then we get the, this, we get the form entries. When we wake up in the morning, we see them there and we write an email giving you a size recommendation. So, you know, you may be a size in one brand, um, but in our shoes, you might be a size eight or you might be a size 10. Um, and so it's been really great. I would say the thing that's the best about it is people who are, are our customers are already, they're already frustrated. They've already tried so many times to get shoes online. It's been such a hassle and frustration. They're, they're miserable, they're in pain, and they're kind of hopeless by the time they come to us. And if we can just get them to give us their foot measurements, we can usually tell them in advance if our shoes aren't going to work for them. And, you know, we hope that within a year or two, we're going to have some larger sizes for those people. Right now, we don't yet, but we're developing them. So, um, it's really nice to be able to give people more accurate advice on, on what's, what size we think would work for them in our brand. And the other thing I think we are good at is I was speaking with a lady the other day and our emailing and um, she was frustrated because of our prices and our, you know, whatever the other things she was uh, frustrated. And she said, why are your prices so high? And I kind of gave some of the explanations. You know, we have really high quality products. We make our shoes in Portugal. We're a small company. We, we are not Nike. We can't run 50,000 pairs of shoes. We run 500 pairs of shoes at a time. Some of those things are the things that lead to costs. Yeah. Uh, but I also said, but have you ever talked to any shoe person anywhere, any shoe store or anybody online that knows anything about lymphedema? And she said, no. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, we have a real niche ability to understand the problem and understand what people are going through and try to help them get on the other side. Especially as being a patient yourself, you have 
literally walked in those shoes, you understand the need outside of just fitting into a pair of shoes. You understand that there's ebbs and flows, there's fluctuations, you have you have swelling, you have fibrotic tissue, you have changes. Um, and, and no one else understands that unless you've actually seen it and lived it. So I think that's priceless to have that sort of backing. I also have advanced arthritis in my right foot as well. So I have some sympathy for the, um, you know, multiple conditions that people are facing as they age. Um, you had asked before about the shoes and like how it, how we came into, you know, wh where that fit in the timeline. And um, it was actually a couple of years after the surgery. And I wanted to say that, um, you know, I selfishly, to some extent, I would say we did build this company to solve my problem. I mean, that is how it started. I mean, we knew we would be selling lots of other people, serving lots of other people as well. But I really needed shoes. I really needed shoes. I live in Alaska. Um, I have on many occasions had nothing but a sandal that I could get on my foot in the winter when it's snowy. I have on multiple occasions worn a bag over my foot inside a post-op shoe to get to work. Um, I, I really needed shoes that were going to fit. And I was walking on the coastal trail the other day with my daughter who's visiting and she said, mom, do you ever wear your old shoes anymore? I said, nope. All I wear is Pandir now. And I, my life has changed because of them. And I never have to wear shoes that don't fit anymore. So, um, it, yeah, it's, it's really nice to have shoes that fit. Any encouragement or inspiration or anything related even to Pandir um, that you would like to leave is just some little nuggets of wisdom? I understand how, you know, our mission, when we talk about what our mission is, our mission is to give people their mobility and their dignity back. And we can do that by giving them a pair of shoes that they can walk in. And I think that lymphedema is so debilitating on the mind. It's so difficult to believe that anything can be better. I mean, and this goes through all phases, early phases, you know, the early awareness of lymphedema. And also if you've had lymphedema for a long time. So I guess the thing that I would most want to say is for people who are wondering about how can how can they feel better than they do right now there is a way and there's lots of ways and you really just have to keep looking for a new lead it's just it's just you keep looking for a new lead and you keep exploring and there will be somebody out there that can help you find a new trick or a new store or a new product or a new exercise or a new thing that will give you one more thing to hold on to. And then you can get to the other side that way, just one step at a time. That's what I've found.
I like that. One step, one step at a time, and hopefully while wearing Pandir shoes. <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> Laura, thank you for being on today. I feel like there's actually a lot more we could talk about and dive into um, between your journey and creating Pandir. And I am sure that Pandir took a long process to actually get started and get up and running um, prototypes and trial and error. Um, so, so I don't want to diminish that at all, that you guys have probably had quite the struggle um, and journey to get to this point. But I appreciate everything. Oh, yes, that you there's lots we could talk about. <laughs> um, there may be a follow-up episode to this um, conversation as well. Um, but thank you for all that you and the ladies at Pandir Shoes do for the lymphedema community. Um, I appreciate it. And I know that you have made a lot of people and a lot of feet very, very happy. Well, Betty, I got to say the same back at you. Thank you for making this podcast. Thank you for talking about these things. And I know you're doing the same thing. And, you know, this is a part of our community growth. It's it's really exciting. I mean, especially when I look all the way back at the days back in the late 70s where this was all beginning for me. Wow. We have made progress together, haven't we? Huge strides. Huge. Mother Teresa says loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about Pandir Shoes. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedemapodcast at gmail.com or visit the website lymphedemapodcast.com to submit a topic for another episode. <laughs>